Hi everyone, welcome to podcast episode number 58. How are you doing? How are you creating the autumn of 2021 that you want? And how are you not creating the autumn of 2021 that you want? In what ways are you thriving right now? And in what ways are you surviving and just getting by? How are you living your life with purpose? Just a few questions to get you thinking ahead of this podcast episode. And Before we dive into today's topic, which is comfort eating, which is just one of many reasons in which we turn to food to feel better, just one of many ways that we eat for emotional reasons, I want to let you know about a free online class that I am running later this month on Tuesday the 26th of October at 7.30pm, all about emotional eating. It's called The Five Steps to End Emotional Eating, and I would love for you to join if you're curious as to whether you're an emotional eater and if you would like to understand your emotional eating better. And I think this class will be useful and interesting for all of you because I think we're all emotional eaters on some level. It's normal to eat to feel better and not just eat purely for the physical fuel and nourishment that food gives us. So, you can relate to any of these scenarios this class is for you do you ever meet a friend for coffee with good intentions to eat healthily and then find that when she has a piece of chocolate cake that looks delicious you just can't say no or do you ever go straight to the fridge and start nibbling on cheese or some other food when you get in from work even though you're about to start preparing dinner do you think that you can't not have something to eat and drink when you sit down in front of the television Do you sometimes find that you're working on your computer or doing paperwork that's starting to feel difficult and tedious and then decide to get something from the vending machine at work or grab a snack from the kitchen? Any of those are familiar to you? Then come join me for the class on Tuesday the 26th of October at 7.30pm BST and find out more. You can register by going to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash masterclass. So, My reasons for wanting to share with you what I know about comfort eating on this episode were firstly that the weather has got a lot colder and I've noticed that I'm desiring different foods and secondly I've not only been tending to members of my family with very grotty colds but I'm also hearing from many of you who I'm working with that you're also fighting off or under the influence of colds or viruses at the moment and what I'm hearing you tell me is that you're wanting to comfort eat. So what is comfort eating? Well, really, it's just one of the many types of emotional eating. It's when we eat food to avoid feeling discomfort or we eat food to feel better, soothed or comforted. And I think comfort eating can be a desire for physical comfort from the food, emotional comfort from the food or both. And we are all comfort eaters on some level. Whether breast or bottle fed, no doubt your mother offered you milk as a baby baby to soothe and comfort you when you are upset. In fact, being held whilst fed milk as a baby, the hormone oxytocin associated with love and bonding and trust is released in your brain. Another reason why eating is not just emotionally but also physiologically about more than just nutrition. So today I want to teach you how to get the eating for comfort balance right for you. So this isn't about how you can stop or not eat for comfort, it's about how you can comfort yourself in ways that are aligned with your weight loss goals and your weight loss journey. And it's important because knowing what I'm going to share today and having strategies in place for comfort will help make weight loss easier for you. So 
In my teens, I would turn to eating creamy, cheesy pasta dishes for comfort. It was minimal effort, required minimal skill. I was still living at home at the time and so wasn't really doing much cooking. And it was satiating, tasty, hot and filling. These pasta dishes provided comfort on so many levels. And I would tend to eat these dishes when I was home alone, um, feeling fed up, lonely and maybe a bit cold. I would be feeling discomfort on some level. And I would make a dish and overeat it until the comfort of eating it turned into discomfort. And so then, of course, I would be overly full, probably feeling a bit icky and having some regret. And then I would continue the day no more comforted. For such intelligent human beings, we have a bit of a glitch when it comes to self-soothing with food. And of course, the more we repeat these patterns, the more habitual and automated and outside of our control they feel. Today, I still want to self-soothe with food, but I have far greater awareness around my thought errors about what will be truly self-soothing and what will give me what I want without creating a negative impact in some way. This looks like me earlier today swapping out the halloumi salad I planned for lunch with chicken and vegetable soup. It was hot and tasty and I enjoyed it in the moment, but I noticed I was hungrier in the afternoon and had a snack whereas I wouldn't normally. Because of course, in the moment when soup seemed like a good idea, I totally forgot that I find soup doesn't keep me satiated to my next meal. I'm guessing it's because it's low in fat compared to the halloumi. Still learning, still observing, still figuring out what I truly want versus what I want in the moment. Not making any of it good or bad, just being curious and staying aware and intentional. And you can, of course, do this too. You can decide how you want to eat for comfort, comfort yourself in non-food ways and discover what self-soothing works for you. And here are four things for you to consider as you do just that. The first is increase awareness of when you are seeking comfort. When I was that teenager at home creating the cheesy creamer pasty dishes, I wasn't aware that I was seeking comfort. I just wanted the food. You too may not yet be aware of when you're seeking comfort from food. So get curious about your thoughts in your brain around when you're wanting to eat. Notice if you're wanting specific foods. Notice if you're wanting to eat to self-soothe away some negative emotion. Notice if you're wanting to eat because you're physically cold or tired. Notice if you're wanting to eat because it's a wintry day and you've got some connection to your mother serving you something comforting on wintry days. I can certainly relate to this one hot stew waiting for me that had been cooking slowly all day when I got in from whatever I had been doing. And I'm gutted that my kids are not a fan of casseroles and stew dishes. And you may also, of course, notice yourself seeking comfort when you are under the weather, feeling poorly, fighting a cold or overly tired. Number two, once you have awareness of how seeking comfort shows up for you, when you know when it's likely to occur, when your brain tells you, what foods you want to eat and whether it's not just about certain food but whether it's also about eating them to beyond full like I did with my cheesy creamy pasta it's time to get intentional about when you want food to be a part of your comforting solution and when you don't and for me this is simple in that I will certainly adapt my meals during autumn and winter to be more comforting more physically hot meals maybe even more traditional meals and I'm aware that I sometimes find these meals easier to overeat than other meals, and so that's something that I want to watch. 
I can totally eat foods that give me comfort and not have that result in gaining weight. But I must be careful to make sure these foods are not overeaten and leave me feeling satiated. And there are foods that I use to eat for comfort that I no longer eat. That pasta I keep mentioning has no interest now. Nor does hot buttered toast, nor do dumplings, nor do fish fingers and baked beans. As a child, I loved fish fingers and baked beans, but not anymore. And that reminds me of something else I no longer want, which is a big traditional English cooked breakfast. The more you increase your awareness of the foods you eat and what you experience when you eat them, the quicker your food desires will change to give you what you truly want. Just because you want certain foods now doesn't mean that you will always want them. The more time you spend doing this work, the quicker those natural changes of what you desire will occur. So step number two is decide when do you want food to be a part of your comfort strategy and when don't you want food to be a part of your comfort strategy. And then as a follow on from that, get very intentional about foods and meals that you want to eat for comfort that are well aligned with your weight goals. If you find it difficult to decide what foods and meals fall into the category of giving you comfort while supporting your weight goals and you having the relationship with food that you want, think of the future version of you that is the weight she wants to be and think about how she eats and what foods and meals she enjoys. Okay, so number three is to strategize all the ways you can comfort yourself and self-soothe that do not involve food. This is you taking care of you in small ways or big ways that give you comfort because the more you can build comfort into your life, the less need you will have to get your comfort from food. And the way that I like to explore this is to consider all of the five senses because of course taste is only one of them. So think of ways that you can comfort yourself through sight, touch, smell and hearing. So for me, this is the warm bath, lights dimmed with fragrant candle or delicious smelling bubble bath, maybe even playing some relaxing music or music, music that reminds me of good times in my life. It's the soft blanket and soft clothes. It's cuddles with my dog or a hug with my husband or kids. It's a warm house on a cold day, beautifully made to bed to get into. Confession here, I'm rubbish at making my bed, but I do have a soft blanket on it that I can wrap myself in. So create a list of 30 things that you find comforting. Push yourself to come up with new ideas. Pay attention to what's available to you and think about how you can incorporate more comfort in your life. Number four is to have a plan for emergencies. Okay, so calling it emergencies might be a bit dramatic, but essentially a plan for when you're feeling particularly low is how I might describe it. A plan for when you're suffering with that cold, feeling emotionally drained, dealing with a life crisis. You know the times that I mean. It's for those days when you're just trying to get through the day and hold it all together. On these days, you're unlikely to be able to access thinking with intention about ways to comfort yourself because your brain is prioritizing on what you need to do to survive that day and not thrive from it. So create a plan for these days ahead of time to comfort and support yourself so that you don't need to think in the moment. And this may include food and non-food comfort. For me, this is having some tasty meals in the freezer. If you're good at batch cooking or food prepping, then great. If you're not, then buy the next best thing. For me, this is having a couple of family-sized um, meals from the company Cook with prepared cooked frozen vegetables and potatoes all in the freezer. All I have to do is put it in the oven and literally wait for it to cook. It's also having a couple of good friends who I can reach out to for support to offload and who I know will be there for me. 
um, I was reminded actually of the importance of human support and kindness this morning when I went to Starbucks. Now, I used to go to Starbucks all the time, two or three years ago, but the last 18 months, I've probably been no more than five times. And the lady serving me remembered my name and I felt so incredibly touched by that and a little bit emotional. So also curious at my rather sentimental self, but it reminds me how important other people are in our life. That human connection is so important. So look at ways where you can use human connection to help you feel comforted. And then think what else you want to have on your plan. I think the most important thing for me is to give myself the gift of time. Time to wallow, time to feel, time to rest. It's being prepared to put my inner critic on hold, telling me all the things I should be doing. It's allowing myself to put down the to-do list and remember that I can pick up everything where I left off tomorrow or when I have recovered or am feeling better. When we're kind and supportive of ourselves, when we are well, our own best friends, when we stop telling ourselves we must do all the things and allow ourselves to rest, we don't need to turn to food to keep going whilst we push forward. This, I think, is one of the easiest and yet we find it, or at least I find it, one of the most difficult ways that we can help ourselves not turn to food for comfort. It's taking that time out for yourself. Okay, so just a quick recap then. Here are four things for you to be thinking about. Number one, be curious, increase awareness and explore where and when and how you seek comfort in your life. Number two, Think about when you want food to be a part of your comfort solution and when you don't. And as a part of that, what foods and meals give you comfort whilst also being aligned with eating in a way that your future self will thank you for. Number three is to come up with a list of all the things you can do to self-soothe and comfort yourself in non-food ways. And number four is to have a plan for when you're ill, dealing with a crisis or feeling emotionally very low. And if you would like to take this work to the next level, if you would like to understand more about emotional eating and strategies to overcome or make emotional eating work for you, register for this free class taking place on Tuesday the 26th of October at 7.30pm BST by going to www.thebestyou.coachmasterclass forward slash masterclass, I should say. So that's www.thebestyou.coach forward slash masterclass. Okay, everybody, I hope you have an amazing week.